Thank you, Jesus. Only you can still. Thank you, Jesus, this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day. Thank you for brand new messes this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for this privilege to be able to come into the presence of my Father. Thank you for the privilege to be able to call him Father. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory for the blessings of today, for the benefits of today. Lord, we say thank you for the guarantee that, Lord, we will see them. Lord, we say thank you. Holy Spirit, this morning, we say thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for connecting us with the Father. We give you all the praise. Lord, as we learn once again at your feet, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us this morning. We ask, Lord, that once again your word will come alive in our hearts. Lord, we will go from here increasing in wisdom, and your name alone will be blessed. We give you all the praise. Amen. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, whatever time it is you are listening to me. I am Morphe, A.E. Nike, sharing devotion uh, with you. We continue our reading of the book of Judges today. Today we take two more chapters, uh, Judges chapter 9 and Judges chapter 10. In Judges chapter 8, we see the conclusion of the story of Gideon. And like I said in our last you know, study together, the last devotion together, you know, Gideon did make a lot of mistakes. You know, while he was a great judge, he made quite a lot of mistakes. And one of his mistakes is what is going to start, you know, in Judges chapter 9 with the rise of the one who claims to be the first king of Israel, you know, but history really does not recognize him as the first king of Israel, but he will claim to be, you know, and he will do some of the most terrible things you have ever read in the Bible until now. You know, and um, at the point he will kill all of his brothers, actually in one fell soup, it, he will kill all his brothers. So as we read uh, this, uh, big lessons for us to learn. They say the evil that men do live after them, and that is going to be the case, to be the case with with Gideon. So Judges chapter nine and Judges chapter ten has the account of the story of Abimelech. Let's read together today and let's draw some lessons from the Bible. From verse 1, says, One day Gideon's son Abimelech went to Shechem to visit his uncle, his mother's brothers. He said to them and to the rest of his mother's family, 
ask the leading citizens of Shechem whether they want to be ruled by all seventy sons of Gideon, all seventy of Gideon's son, or by one man. And remember that I am your own flesh and blood. I hope you remember, you know, how we got here. So Gideon married a so many wives. Uh, but he took a concubine, you know, from Shechem. So that tells you that most likely, okay, uh, Abimelech's mother was likely, you know, uh, a citizen of that of that place of Shechem, you know. So he took her and and married her, and um, their child is Abimelech. So on the passing of Gideon, Abimelech begins to conspire. So he goes to Shechem and asks them for them to choose whether they were going to be led by one of Gideon's sons. Remember that the people had requested from Gideon that Gideon should be king or one of his sons should be king. Okay, And they, the Gideon totally rejected and of course his sons too did not try to you know, present themselves to be to be king so very important that's the background you know where abimelech then comes and say look you guys don't you think it's better that i you know i'm chosen to lead you guys you know verse 3 says so abimelech's uncle gave his message to all the citizens of shechem on his behalf and after listening to their pro- to this proposal the people of shechem decided in favor of abimelech because he was their relative okay not because he was better not because he fought in any wars to deliver the people not because he was leading well but just because they were relatives nepotism verse 4 says they gave him 70 silver coins from the temple of baal berith uh, which he used to hire some reckless troublemakers who agreed to follow him he went to his father's home at Ophrah, and there, on one stone, they killed all 70 of his half-brothers, the sons of Gideon. Hmm. So, one of the things I have noticed in the Bible, like I said, Gideon made a lot of mistakes. One of them was when he had won the war against the Midianites. The people asked him to be king. He rejected. Instead, they asked them um, for them to all give him, you know, um, gold earrings, which they gathered together. When he received that, you know, he made it into an effort. And ephod, you know, is what, you know, the high priest, you know, puts on, uh, on top of his undergarments, you know, with which, you know, he, he serves in the presence of God. You know, so why Gideon would need that is beyond me, you know, but Gideon probably has had that in his house, you know, and um, just like his father, remember, you know, had their own uh, Baal altar and Asherah pole in their house. He too had that in his house. Whatever reason, maybe to maybe to speak to God. Remember, God was already speaking to him. God already made room for him so many times. You know, he he, he put a fleece before God. There was a time when he was going to go into that camp. I hope you remember when God told him to go with Pura. You know, so um, 
there was no need really for, for Gideon to have been looking for an effort to be able to communicate with God. But he did that and the Bible says that that effort became a snare, not just to him, but also to the nation of Israel. So one of the things I have learned, whenever you see a great tragedy in the Bible, just watch it. It is usually closely linked with idolatry. It is usually closely linked with idolatry. And that is what we see here uh, with Gideon. So I, I dare say that I can link this, you know, uh, what has, is happening today to his 17 sons in one day. I will link it to that 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 scene of idolatry, you know. So um, they killed his, um, they killed all seventy of his half brothers, the sons of Gideon, but the youngest brother Jotham escaped and hid. Then all the leading citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo uh, called a meeting under the oak oak beside the pillar at Shechem and made Abimelech their king hmm? they made abimelech their king remember this is just shechem and you know beth milo so it wasn't really uh the the nation of israel in 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 that sense verse 7 says when jotham heard about this he climbed to the top of mount gerizim and shouted listen to me citizens of shechem listen to me if you want god you know to listen to you once upon a time, the trees decided to choose a king. First, they said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree had refused, saying, Should I quit producing the olive oil that blesses both God and people just to wave back and forth over the trees? Verse 10, Then they said to the fig tree, you, you be our king, but the fig tree also refused, saying, Should I quit being, uh, producing my sweet fruit just to wave back and forth over the trees? Verse 12, Then they said to the grapevine, You be our king, but the grapevine also refused, saying, Should I quit producing the wine that cheers both God and people just to wave back and forth over the trees? Verse 14, then all the trees finally turned to the thorn bush and said, and I love how the KJV calls it the bramble bush, the bramble bush and said, thorn bush, sorry, New Living Translation, and said, come, you be our king. And the thorn bush replied to the trees, if you truly want to make me your king, come and take shelter in my shade. If not, let the fire come. Let fire come out from me and devour, devour the cedars of Lebanon. Hmm. So, Jotham here was, you know, was, um, I'm sure, just giving a parable, you know, which he then uses to pronounce a curse, you know, over Abimelech and the people of Beth Milo and and Shechem, you know. But he was saying something that was very 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 profound and a big lesson i think anyone can learn from and, and this thing is on leadership so i'm sure he was using the analogy analogy of the of the vine the fig tree you know and the olive he was using them to refer to himself 
and his other family, Gideon and his children, okay? They had been asked to be king and they they refused, okay? Uh, but now Abimelech was um, was being made king and he was saying something about the difference between leaders and rulers and that Abimelech was going to be a ruler. Yes, so one way you distinguish between a ruler and a leader is what what the the thorn bush you know says to the trees i don't know whether you know what a thorn bush is but it's just a small bush okay and the bush is saying to the trees he's saying to the roko tree he's saying to the mango tree he's saying to the cedars the cedar is a it's a very tall tree Okay, he's telling them that they should come and take shade. And I love, like I said, I just love the way the, K, the KJV and the New King James Version puts it. That they should come and take shade under his, his bush. Okay, let's read it again. And the bush replied to the trees, If you truly want to make me your king, come and take shelter in my shade. Mm? If not, let the fire come out from me and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Uh, one account of rulers is that they immediately, once they are given power, they lord it over the people. And when the people do not submit, the people do not subject, you know, fire you know, comes out from them to devour the people. Okay? So, a big lesson in leadership, but Jotam here was pronouncing it as a curse. So, Jotam continued, now make sure you have acted honorably and in good faith by making Abimelech your king and that you have done right by Gideon and all of his descendants. Uh, have you treated him with the honor he deserves for all he accomplished? For he fought for you and risked his life when he rescued you from the Midianites. But today you have revolted against my father and his descendants, killing his 70 sons on one stone. And you have chosen a slave woman's son, Abimelech, to be your king just because he is your relative. If you have acted honorably, and in good faith towards Gideon and his descendants today, then may you find joy in Abimelech, and may he find joy in you. But if you have not acted in good faith, then may fire from, come out from Abimelech and devour the leading citizens of Shechem and Bethmelo. And may fire come out from the citizens of Shechem and Bethmelo and devour Abimelech. Then Jotam escaped and lived in Bear because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. So yes, Jotam pronounces a curse, you know, over over Abimelech and over, you know, uh, the people here because of what they had done in treating Gideon, Gideon's descendants so terribly, killing everyone in one single day. Not in one, just in one single day, but on one single stone, right there, one spot. 70 brothers were killed. Verse 22 says, after Abimelech had ruled over Israel for three years, so now Abimelech did not stay with you know Shechem and uh, Beth Melo 
uh, it says over Israel for three years. But the Bible still did not recognize him as king because he was simply a ruler. Okay, lording it and trying to exact, you know, uh, leadership over the entire nation. See, God sent a spirit that stirred up trouble between Abimelech and the leading leading citizens of Shechem, and they and they revolted. Yes, what happens every time against, you uh, know, in every instance where you have rulers and people, eventually the people will revolt. Verse 24, God was punishing Abimelech for murdering Gideon's 70 sons and the citizens of, citizens of Shechem for supporting him in this, travesh, in this treasury of murdering his, his brothers. The citizens of Shechem set an ambush for Abimelech on the hilltops and robbed everyone who passed that way. But someone warned Abimelech about their plot. One day, Gal, son of Ebed, moved to Shechem with his brothers and gained the confidence of the leading citizens of Shechem. So yes, exactly what they did you know, in accepting Abimelech over his brothers, now they were going to do accepting Gal over Abimelech. Verse 27 says, During the annual harvest festival at Shechem, held in the temple of the local god, the wine flowed freely and everyone began cursing Abimelech. Who is Abimelech? Gal shouted, He is not a true son of Shechem, so why should we be, she, she will be his servant? He's merely the son of Gideon, and this Zebul is merely his deputy serve the true sons of Amor, the founder of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If I were in charge here, I would get rid of Abimelech. I would say to him, get some soldiers and come out and fight. <laughs> but when Zebul, the leader of the city, heard what Gal was saying, he was furious. He sent messengers to Abimelech in Aruma, telling him, Gal, son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to live in Shechem, and now they are inciting the city to rebel against you. Come by night with an army and hide out in the field. In the morning, as soon as it is daylight, attack the city. When Gal and those who are with him come out against you, you can do with them as you wish. Verse 24, 34, so Abimelech and all his men went by night and split into four groups, stationing themselves around Shechem. Gal was standing at the city gate when Abimelech and his army came out of Aiden. When Gal saw them, he said to Zebul, look, there are people coming down from the hilltops. Zebul replied, it's just the shadow on the hills that looks like men. But again, Gal said, no, people are coming down from the hills, and another group is coming down the road past the diviner's oak. Then Zebul turned on him and asked, now where is that big mouth of yours? Wasn't it you that said, who is Abimelech, and why should we be his servant? The men you mocked are right outside the city, go out and fight them. So Gal led the leading citizens of Shechem into battle against Abimelech. But Abimelech chased him, and many of Shechem's men were wounded and fell along the road as they retreated to the city gates. Obviously, Zebul would have shut the gate against them. Abimelech returned to Aruma, and Zebul drove Gal and his brothers 
out of Shechem. The next day, the people of Shechem went out into the field to battle. When Abimelech heard about it, he divided his men into three groups and set an ambush in the fields. When Abimelech saw the people coming out of the city, he and his men jumped up from their hiding places and attacked them. Abimelech and his group stormed the city gate to keep the men of Shechem from getting back in. While Abimelech's other two groups cut down cut them down in the fields. The battle went on all day before Abimelech finally captured the city. He killed the people, leveled the city, and scattered salt all over the all over the ground. I am not I don't know whether he left Zebul alive, most likely. When the leading citizens who lived in the tower of Shechem heard what had happened, they ran and hid in the temple in the temple of Balberit. Someone reported to to Shechem that the city the citizens had gathered in the temple so he led his forces to Mount Zalmon he took an axe and chopped some branches from a tree then put them on his shoulders quick do as I have done he told his men so each of them cut down some branches following following Abimelech's example they piled the branches against the walls of the of the temple and set them on fire so all the people who had lived in the tower of, of Shechem died, about 1,000 men and women. Hmm. So this was quite, quite terrible, okay? Very, 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 very terrible. Then Abimelech attacked the town of Tebes and captured it. But there was a strong tower inside, tower inside the town. And all the men and women, the entire population fled to it. They barricaded themselves in and climbed up to the roof of the, of, of the tower. Abimelech followed them to attack the tower. But as he prepared to set fire to the entrance, a woman on the roof dropped a milestone that landed on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. He quickly said to his young armor bearer, draw your sword and kill me. Don't let it be said that a woman killed Abimelech. So the young man ran him through with his sword and he died. When Abimelech's men saw that he was dead, they disbanded and returned to their homes. In this way, God punished Abimelech for the evil he had done against his father by murdering his 70 brothers. God also punished the men of Shechem for all their evils. So the curse of Jotham, son of Gideon, was fulfilled. Wow. Big blessings. I tell you, whatever men sows, they will reap. Alright, so let's take um, some short accounts in Judges chapter 10 of other judges that led Israel. From verse 1 says, After Abimelech died, Tola, Tola son of Pua, son of Dodo, was the next person to rescue Israel. He was from the tribe of Issachar, but lived in the town of Shamir in the ill country of Ephraim. He judged Israel for 23 years. When he died, he was buried in Shamir. So, uh, please note, Abimelech was not recognized as a judge, was not recognized as a king. Okay? 
verse 3 says after Tola died Jair, Jair from Gilead judged Israel for 22 years his 30 sons rode around on 30 donkeys and they owned 30 towns in the land of Gilead which are still called the towns of Jair when Jair died he was buried in Carmon so for some of these judges for Jael it was just about you know prosperity he was he was very rich you know not that he was really you know doing something ex- exceptional in bringing the people you know to you know to bringing the people to revival next person verse 6 says again the Israelites did evil in the in the Lord's sight they served the images of Baal and Ashtoreth and the gods of Aram, Sidon, Moab, Ammon, and Philistia. They abandoned the Lord and no longer served him at all. So the Lord burned with anger against Israel, and he turned them over to the Philistines and the Ammonites, who began to oppress them that year. For eighteen years they oppressed all the Israelites east of the Jordan River in the land of the Amorites, that is in Gilead. <laughs> Gilead. Uh, the Ammonites also crossed to the west side of the Jordan and attacked Judah, Benjamin, and Ephraim. The Israelites were in great distress. Finally, they cried out to the Lord for help, saying, We have sinned against you because we have abandoned you as our God and have served the images of Baal. The Lord replied, Did I not rescue you from the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, the Amalekites, and the Maonites? When they oppressed you and you cried out to me for help and I rescued you, yet you have abandoned me and served other gods, so I will not rescue you anymore. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them rescue you in your hours of distress. But the Israelites uh, pleaded with the Lord and said, We have sinned. Uh, Punish us as you see fit. Only rescue us today from our enemies. So the children of Israel really never learned. Uh, They always just wanted, you know, temporary respite. So they were asking God to punish them anyhow he saw fit. God was already punishing you now in the way he sees fit sees fit you know but they just wanted temporary respite okay and um it's a lesson for us verse 16 says then the israelite put aside their foreign gods and served the lord and he was grieved by their mystery verse 17 says at that time the armies of ammon had gathered for war and were camped in gilead and the people of israel assembled and camped at mispah uh, the, lo- the leaders of gilead said to each other whoever attacks the ammonites first will become ruler over all the people of gilead all right so that concludes judges chapter 10 a big lessons i think we can go with today first of all uh, learn from abimelech mm, greed uh will i say pride um what word will i add again you know ambition yes that's another word to add uh never pays being overly ambitious never pays okay uh the the seed you will reap from it or the fruits you will reap from the seed those seeds that you are sowing uh is obvious oftentimes an outbreak in the future 
Obviously, Gideon was reaping you know, the fruit from the seeds that he sowed. And that's a big lesson for us, for us to remember that the deeds, whether good or bad, that we do today will live after us. So let's learn from Gideon. Let's learn from Abimelech. Let's learn uh, from the men of Shechem who chose, you know, chose to support one person because of nepotism, not because of any value the person was adding or bringing to the table, uh, but simply nepotism. They were simply supporting, you know, Abimelech because he was he was from their town. You know, shouldn't he shouldn't be? Uh, no, people should not do that. You know, and then we can take lessons. You know, from the children of Israel when, we, as we read chapter ten, they always just wanted temporary respite, and that was. Was why every time a judge arose, uh, the people will, yes, turn to God. And every time when God delivers them, surely as a dog returns to his vomit, they will go back to Baal. The same God that did not bother to save them when they were going through their problems. Big lessons for, for us today. Okay, as we pray. I want you to tell God that you will not do the same thing that the children of Israel do. Uh, instead, you will serve the Lord with all your heart. I want us to also pray for ourselves today that we will not make the mistakes that Gideon made. We will not make the mistakes that Abimelech made. We will not be overly ambitious. Will you pray for yourself? Lord, help me today not to be overly ambitious, not to want to achieve things by force, greatness by force, by the force of my own might, just by my own scheming. But Father, Lord, uh, give me the grace to wait on you, to wait on the promotion uh, that you will bring me. Lord, I pray today. Lord, I pray that um, I will not be like the children of Israel. Okay, Lord, that only seek you when things are not going well for them. Lord, help me to seek you every single day of my life. Lord, I am praying this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to serve you with all my heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I will never abandon you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help my heart to be close to you. Help my heart to be deeper in you. In the name of Jesus, Father, we say thank you. Lord, I pray for your people, Lord, that you will help them today to be deeper in you. You will help them to help them today to love you more and more in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. As each one goes today, Lord, let them return with testimonies and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.